0: Hey, I'm Mary Grothy, CEO of Sales BQ, and welcome to this episode of the Quota Crusher podcast. Today, it's just me, yours truly, and I'm bringing you a topic that I care deeply about. It's called PCE. What the heck is that? PCE, it's an acronym, and it stands for Passion, Conviction, and Enthusiasm this will transform your sales conversations if you think back a couple of months ago i released an article in a blog discussing the top attributes of high performing salespeople, and this was our first introduction of pce and talking about what this was today's podcast is a deep dive into this topic and of course if you prefer to listen to this on audio Great, we have this in video, find it on YouTube, and there's an accompanying blog if you prefer to read it or distribute it amongst your friends. So let's talk about why PCE is important. A little bit about me. I've heard multiple times in my sales career from prospects have given me the direct feedback. Mary, if you can be that excited about what you're selling, then it must be good. I've heard feedback from sales managers and CEOs and sales reps that they feel like one of my strongest qualities in the sales conversation is that I'm passionate and enthusiastic and the conviction that comes through is so strong, who wouldn't buy from me? I've heard people say, Man, you're a good salesperson. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not, if they're thinking I'm very persuasive or whatever the case may be. I do love sales. This is the profession that I was clearly put on the planet to do. And I'm excited to dig into PCE with you today so that you can start doing this as well. So let's talk about the problem when a salesperson doesn't have PCE. Well, unfortunately, they're kind of boring in the sales conversation. They are monotone, they're not expressive, they're not really showing emotions, they're not really creating urgency or motivation with their buyers. They might be super factual and they're just giving data, carrying on a conversation, but they're not really aligning with their buyer's excitement or their urgency or really getting them excited at all about making a buying decision. So that's a problem. Salespeople should be engaging. They should be great conversationalists, but they should also know when to pivot and adjust and shift and what style of conversation to have. And that'll be a future blog and a future podcast talking about aligning your selling style to the four unique personalities of your potential buyer. But let's not jump past it. Ultimately, PCE Passion, conviction, and enthusiasm is required to create excitement in your sales conversations. And as a wise man once told me, all that sales is, is the transfer of enthusiasm from the salesperson to the buyer. Buyers make purchase decisions emotionally and then justify logically, but they make an emotional buying decision. That's the side of their brain that they buy with. So what are you doing as a salesperson to create emotion and excitement? Well, let's dig into it. Now, passion. Prospects will know if you're passionate about what you're selling or not. It comes across in your body language, tonality, and most importantly, your word choice. When you're passionate about a topic, you're body language and facial expressions they might light up they they change when you talk there's this perceived understanding that you're absolutely in love with what you do for a living you know it's interesting when you're selling something buyers sometimes have an emotional connection to their money and i've heard many buyers say that they're hesitant to spend money with a salesperson they don't really like or connect with or too excited about because they don't want them to quote-unquote get the sale they don't want them to get the commission ultimately they don't want that person to quote-unquote win people want people to win people that they like people that they're rooting for and unfortunately a lot of salespeople might put themselves in a position where they're not really aligning with their buyer and speaking their love language their professional love language throughout the sales conversation but I have heard salespeople talk about their product or service, or even the way that they're conducting discovery in line of questions. And they just don't really seem that into what they're doing for a living. Sometimes they're monotone sometimes there's just really no engagement. I don't even, I don't know if they're having a bad day or if they're just not invested in or excited about what they sell. I feel like this passion layer is really important. I sold payroll and HR services for, for eight years and payroll, right? Like, who grows up as a child saying, I'm going to sell payroll services when I grow up. I didn't even know that was a thing until I started working for the company as an admin assistant. I didn't even know what they did for a living. It was such a foreign concept for me and then ended up becoming the number one salesperson there in my first year in sales. But interestingly enough, I became passionate about the problems that we solved for my clients. And it wasn't necessarily payroll processing that I was really excited about. However, It could have come across that way. It was the fact that I was representing a strong product and service and I could do right by my clients. I could give them a solution that was gonna make their life better. And for me, that's what I was passionate about. And so I took it upon myself to truly learn how to solve their problems and the passion factor just went through the roof. I would task you to really ask yourself, if you're not passionate about what you're selling, why are you selling it? Because there's, I don't know, thousands of products and services out there that you could be representing and selling. And I think that you'll find a natural increase in your quality of life and enjoyment of your career and longevity and sales success. If you're selling something that you're actually passionate about, your buyer will, they'll know, they'll tell, they'll be able to see it. And so I think that that's really important that you're aligning your passion. When you up your passion in the sales conversation, it helps the prospect feel comfortable because clearly you seem emotionally invested in solving their problem, and that may have been an initial concern of theirs. Passion creates great alignment emotionally between you and the buyer, and really having the passion driven purpose of solving their problem. What more could they want? I mean, maybe they want it for free, but more, what could they really want more than that? If somebody who's emotionally invested in making their life better. So let's talk about conviction. Now, with conviction, we're looking at driving credibility in the sales conversation, and this is gonna lead to more closed revenue. Ooh, thank goodness. Conviction comes through as a position or a stance on solving the prospect's problem. So it's different than passion. Conviction is where you're showing your proof of concept, third-party stories, case studies, creating social validation, Your able to take a stance on something and really have conviction that you can solve their problem and give them quantifiable information of how you're going to save them money, Or whatever your ROI measurement is in the conversation, if it's putting time back in their day, if it's helping them get to the next level in their business, if it's solving a problem no one on their team has ever been able to solve, or maybe it's a new problem, maybe it's tied to the economy or market volatility, whatever it is, if you're able to bring in credibility, proof of concept, knowledge, something that sets you apart, that's where conviction comes in it's a stance or a position on solving their problem that is undeniable i would call this irrefutable evidence that your conviction is so strong and you're showing knowledge and credibility that your competition simply can't and maybe it's not even direct head-to-head competition maybe this company has tried to solve or fix or address the problem in the past maybe they've worked through people internally externally product services technologies teams whatever to solve this And it just hasn't happened, but when you can come in and speak intelligently and you've got the credibility factor and that proof of concept, the conviction is going to pour through and their comfort level will increase significantly. It's also going to help lower their guard and man, if you know anything about progressing a sales conversation, it's not easy to do when it's a one way conversation. You need the prospect to lower their guard. You two need to be doing it together. And again, those third-party stories and social proof, man, does this help you go in the right direction. Well, let's talk about the last letter in the acronym PCE. This one is enthusiasm. Yes, that is different than passion. I like to think that we start with passion, then we get into conviction, which is how we're showing proof of concept. But passion is really, I'm aligned and emotionally invested in solving your problem, and I represent my company, and I swear by what my company does and our product and service, And then we get into conviction, how I'm going to solve this problem. We give you proof of concept. I'm a knowledge ninja. I'm going to take care of you. You should have zero concern. I've got this. I'm going to make this happen. I mean me and my company or product or service that I represent. Now we need to get into the most important part, which is enthusiasm. This is where we're creating motivation and urgency for them to progress the sales conversation into actually closing the deal. How do we do that? Well, There's different points of the sales conversation where you can really align with the buyer's buying signals and start to uncover things like timeline, budget, decision process, everything that's really needed to know how we progress deals to close. Those are very important components. But once we're ensuring that we are in front of a decision maker or a decision team, or we've got the right people and we're creating this enthusiasm, it's really helping them understand what the next steps look like and creating it visually, that they can be emotionally bought in. So I have done a great job in some of my sales cycles and sales conversations where I've created great passion, brought in the conviction. So they're clear on how I solve the problem, but wasn't great on transferring enthusiasm. There were too many red flags or red tape, excuse me, at the end of closing the deal. If you have a product or service that requires an implementation period especially a technology if it's a rip and replace if you're stripping out a backbone of a company in a technology layer or a component of the tech stack that you're replacing out it might be a huge undertaking and as passionate as you are and as great as your conviction was about solving their problem if you haven't transferred the enthusiasm to the buyer and they are willing to acknowledge and say yes this is going to be a big change. Yes, this could be a heavy lift. Yes, this could take a lot of my team's time. Yes, this is a big investment, but we are ready to do it. The transfer of enthusiasm is when you create that motivation and the urgency for your prospect or your buyer to actually move forward and get the commitment and make it happen. And so this part with enthusiasm is critically Important that you're getting it. And one of the ways before you can close out this transfer of enthusiasm is to do a really great job uncovering what all their hesitations or concerns are of moving forward. You don't want to prematurely try to move them to a close with this method of using enthusiasm if you haven't already vet through all the different components of the decision process. So I'm making sure that I bring that into the conversation because enthusiasm, you can't just be overly excited and win business. You do have to follow a process and you have to make sure that everybody is aligned throughout that process. But once we get to that point and we're able to ensure that the transfer of enthusiasm has officially happened, this is where emotionally they're so bought in. And what I mean by that is there's fear in change, there's hesitation in change, but you've had their pendulum you've allowed the pendulum to swing for them so far to the other side where they're so bought in, they're willing to overlook the potential hesitations or concerns about making a change. And that's a transfer of enthusiasm and then it's your responsibility to keep that high. So wherever your handoff process is and transferring this over to operations or implementation or whatever you name it you've got to make sure that you're also transferring the enthusiasm internally to your support team so there's not this super awkward fall off of you being this amazing salesperson and then the ops team gets it and then they go Oh, they make the prospect start over from the beginning and asking them all the same discovery questions you've already asked, which is super annoying. You lose your customer confidence. And so you just got to make sure that your company is working out that transition. So there's a great transfer of enthusiasm. I highly recommend that you are on those calls, the handoff calls, the initial implementation calls, whether that's company policy or not, it's okay for you to be different and do remarkable things in your sales career. So that is us talking about PCE, and now you have what you need to start introducing PCE into your sales conversations. Here's the best way to get started. First, benchmark yourself. Record a call, record a sales conversation. Take a sales coach, a sales manager, take a peer. Have them grade you and score you and give you candid feedback that you're actually willing to listen to, or just watch yourself on the playback. Acknowledge where you're lacking in passion, conviction, or enthusiasm, and then make it easy on yourself. Start small. Create an action plan that's easy for you to go through and logical and simple for you to follow. You can bite off a little bit. You can hold yourself accountable to small changes that over time create big change. And that's it for our podcast today. Thanks for joining us on the Quota Crusher podcast. I'm Mary Grothy, CEO of Sales BQ and cheers to crushing your quota.